You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Mondays are Personal Finance Monday, and what better way to kick off the year than to take a look at how we're going to get through this month. Uh, we've made it through week one of 75 in January, and we're looking to see how we get through the remainder of the weeks. Uh, and I'm joined on the line by the product head at FNB Integrated Advice, uh, that is Esther Uch, uh, to take a look at uh, how we get through the rest of January. Esther, good evening. Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, we've made it through week one, but we know there are 74 weeks left of this month to go. How do we get through the rest of it? Yeah, it's amazing that after the wonderful good evening, Jimmy, and thank you for having me again. But it's amazing how after you know the sort of wonderful December break that we've all had, we literally get into a January that feels like it's seven hundred days long, as you said. You know, and it is time to now sort of buckle down and try and get through that until the next payday, be it the twenty fifth or the thirtieth. And those paydays, I mean, if we look at an actual calendar, I mean, January this year is said to be, uh, I think it's exactly four and a half weeks, call it five weeks. And so um, those paydays are in the last two weeks of that month. Um, So between now and then, obviously, we need some useful things to help us stretch the limited budget. I mean, kids are going back to school. People might be starting new jobs. Petrol prices, whether they come up or down, it doesn't really make a difference. You still need to get to the office. Uh, What are some of the useful things that we should be looking at or useful ways we should be uh, tapping into in the next two weeks just to get us to the end of the month? No, 100%, Jimmy, and, and you've hit it the nail absolutely on the head. There's lots of things that come in these sort of first couple of weeks. Kids going back to school next year, so it's new uniforms, and those things are expensive. But, you know, luckily we have received a bit of good news on the petrol price, and long may that last. But, you know, this is a really good time to be looking at things like using your rewards program. So things like your e-bucks is a great time to use it. If you've got those e-bucks lying around, any one of those loyalty programs that you've got available, so even things like your clicks points, really a good time to use it so that you can boost that extra and get that little bit of extra cash flow at this time of the month. So, And very importantly is don't use those rewards now to go and splurge on nice-to-haves. Use them to literally get through the essentials until the end of the month. So, you know, something like buying a voucher for, for fuel or alternatively the essential purchases. On the positive side, Esther, this time of the year is a good time to get uh, things organized and get certain habits in place and good habits for the whole year. Uh, and off the top of my head, I mean, I can think of uh, possibly starting your savings early, your savings club early. Would you advise that as, I mean, as we start off the year and you're looking into, we don't know how long 2024 is going to be and COVID's been quite an example of that is we need to be prepared is this a good time at the start of the year to say let's reevaluate what we can cut off in terms of expenditure and what we can drop off in terms of subscriptions we don't need but also good habits we need to pick up do we start a savings stock fell how do we is this the time to be having those conversations or should we have had those conversations and now's the time to be implementing those things well, hopefully, Jimmy, the guys have been thinking about this or your listeners have been thinking about that. But it is a good time. I mean, it's a new year. There's always resolutions that come at the, at the beginning of the year, be they going to gym or, you know, eating healthy or, you know, starting a, a particular habit. And a good habit to start is a good financial habit. And what I suggest to your listeners is, you know, go and sit down with a cup of coffee and, you know, think about some of the things that you can really do that quick wins. So things like picking meals instead of buying at the office every day, they could potentially free up two or three or four hundred grand a week for you. You know, those little changes really make a big difference. And then, of course, what, what I find works quite a bit is, you know, sort of committing that resolution to paper, actually writing it down and saying, I'm going to meal prep instead of 
buying at the office and then I'm going to put that money towards my December holiday so that you've got something to look forward to because, you know, December is not a surprise. We know that it's 364 days away or 360 days away. So it's maybe going to give you something to look forward to. It's free up some cash flow. So obviously you want to do the important stuff first, like pay off the debt and, and start an emergency fund. But once you've done that, and you've got a little bit of extra money, start putting that towards potentially your December holiday or your kids' school fees or or uniforms for next year. Esther, let's look at that freeing up of cash um, and where it relates to things like subscriptions. I mean, we've all got uh, Netflix subscriptions, Showmax subscriptions, and all of those fees would naturally be going up uh, at some point or another. Uh, But at the start of the year, many people might be tempted to say, let me just cancel the subscription. Uh, I don't need it now. But you would have, in some cases, you would have even paid a joining fee or I, I don't know if some mm-hmm. companies still do that. And so you'd lose out on that benefit. But you don't necessarily have to cancel the subscription, do you? So, so today, I would honestly suggest this is a good time to sit down with a gold-fashioned pen and paper and look at things and look at your budget. Look at your needs, the wants, the odds, you know, the good old way of doing it. Or you can use an app like Smart Budget. But look at things that are quick and easy. So, you know, things like um, subscriptions that you do via your phone, it's very easy to sign up for them, those monthly subscriptions, and those quickly add up. You know, it's, it's things like it's 79 Rand here, it's 75 Rand, it's 100 Rand here, so on and so forth. And as you said, some of the streaming services as well is something that you can potentially look at as well. To free up in the short term or the immediate term, free up some of that cash flow that you can redirect to get through the month or alternatively putting towards your longer-term goals or setting yourself up for financial resilience. You know, and also what I do suggest is having a good proper look at some of those subscriptions. You know, are you actually using them? So if you have a subscription to an app that you use once every three months, you know, is it worthwhile to have it? Um, Or should you cancel it? Should you pause it? But have a look at what are the ones that are not going to incur things. So if you, and you are absolutely right, if you have signed up for a two-year contract and cancel it, you could be liable for things. So have a look at the quick ones, the easy ones that are like a month-to-month subscription that you can potentially pause for the, for the meantime so that you don't get yourself into, into long-term trouble. Esther, what would you say to going to the rest of the year? Because we, it, it's nice to get through uh, the first month and we then feel the, the, the pressure come off once we get through all these um, endless number of days in the month of January. But then how do you then continue the momentum into the rest of the year? Because obviously we want, yes, we want to stretch the, the budget in January, but we also want to have something to look forward to for the rest of the year. I think the important thing here, and that's part of that resolution thing that you need to sit down with a cup of coffee and think about what are the things that are important to you? What are the things that you really want to spend money on this this year? Um, and, you know, we've got a sort of a four-step process at F&B that we talk about. It's called the value-based spending. It's think, dream, and reflect. Um, you know, so the first stage is you actually think what are the things that are important to you. The second part is you prioritize the top three things for you, and then you redirect your funds into that as well. And then that's going to give you quite a nice guideline of what is, what's important to you for the year. So I'm going to use an example. If your kids' education, retirement, and being debt-free is important to you, and that's the top three things you want to prioritize for the next 12 months, but you're spending a lot on eating out and treats, is there a way that you can reduce your eating out and treats and redirect that to the things that are important to you? And if you're spending on things that are you going to value, like your kids' education, you know, being debt-free, and potentially your retirement, then that's going to stand you in good stead in the long run. So, you know, just it, it really is a case of take January, sit down, reflect, do those financial resolutions over and above, you know, the sort of normal resolutions of eating healthy and all of those. 
But think about what is your financial resolution for this year? What is the goal, the financial goal that you want to spend on this year? And then, you know, make sure that you're actually spending on that. Well, we'll leave it at that. Thanks so much, Esther. That's Esther Ush, who is the product head at F&B Integrated Advice on some useful tips on how to stretch your January budget. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.